0: FOREVER! Bing, bang, bong, my friends. Welcome back. I'm Gabe Gonzalez, and you're listening to the Queerty Podcast, uh, a weekly show from queerity and Forever Dog, where I'll cover news, politics, and pop culture, impacting the LGBTQ community, and I'll also invite a guest to discuss, dish, and just generally keep it cute. It's Friday, which means we've got another week behind us, and given that we're still in the middle of a pandemic, that might be the only thing many of us have had behind us in a while. But lazy double entendres aside... We got some stories to talk about today, including homophobic bus drivers, the role that Queen Latifah spent. 20 years waiting to play, and why one pastor is urging Joe Biden to marry a second spouse. We've also got comedian, home chef, and glamorous cat mom, Sydney Washington, joining us on the show today. We'll talk to her about what she's up to, what she's watching, and which online platform she's going to take over next. Plus, we have a special spin on our weekly game, Let Me Get You Cancelled, tailored just for Sid. But first, let's get to this week's stories in a little segment we like to call Cat Her up. Our first story of the day really grinds my gears, and I've had one of those days where I just like woke up and looked at Twitter immediately, so I'm already a little fired up, so I'm glad we're kicking it off with this, okay? Our first headline A 13 year old was kicked off a school bus for saying she's a lesbian. An eighth grader in Kansas named Izzy Diker earned a referral from her bus driver on the way home from school for saying she's a lesbian, which is true, and is banned from the bus for, quote, inappropriate language. Of course, the school district hasn't said anything yet as of when we recorded, and I'm sure they're wringing their hands trying to figure out an apology that doesn't sound too gay. But besides being blatantly homophobic, it's just ridiculous on so many levels. I have some questions for this bus driver. First of all, in what world is lesbian a bad word? Second of all, since when do bus drivers get involved? Like ever. I've seen you all in coming of age comedies. I've seen you. You opened the door. That's it. Also, where were all those nosy bus drivers when some jerk named Anthony called me a sucker every morning in the seventh grade? That might have been technically correct, but that is not the point. Now you want to get involved? I don't think so, sir. So I'm out here supporting Izzy. I'm so tired of seeing school districts let stuff like this slide, and I hope something actually happens. Shout out to Izzy's parents for actually getting on the local news and defending their daughter. Cool parents. Great. We're in the 21st century. It's the least they can do, but awesome. Amazing. All right, let's move on to our next story today. One that I'm I'm actually kind of glad we're covering. This is my palate cleanser for the week, okay? We're going back in time. We're going to revisit a performance, QWERTY says, is worth a rewatch. Queen Latifah in Bessie. No, she was not waiting 20 years for the role and set it off. It was the Bessie biopic. The 2015 film also features Monique playing Ma Rainey, another historical figure who's at the center of a recent film. Bessie actually features more than one queer black woman who helped shape blues and whose legacy endures to this day. Interestingly enough, in a 2015 interview, Queen Latifah actually said she had been considering playing the role of Bessie Smith for 20 years before the film came to be very Early on in her career, but she's very thankful that director Dee Reese, also a queer Black woman who helmed this project, was the one who finally made it happen. It's exciting to see a new light shown on historical figures that have sort of been erased or maybe not as embraced in the mainstream, because we know queer Black artists have been writing about these folks for forever. Check out Queerity's Screen Gems series by queerity writer David Reddish for more movie wrecks in the world of queer or queer adjacent cinema that are deserving of a rewatch. I know I've got plenty on my mind right now. Maybe we'll talk to our guest about it a little later. And our third news story of the week. This is perhaps our weirder of the three headlines. One religious leader is calling on Joe Biden to, quote, marry a man, Uh, although I wouldn't say this is necessarily an endorsement of gay marriage. So a pastor in Nigeria is criticizing Joe Biden's call to promote and protect LGBTQ rights abroad by saying Biden should, quote, marry a man to practice what he's preaching. Ah, yes, the if you like it so much, why don't you marry it retort, a scathing political indictment right there alongside your mom and stupid president say what. I hope they end up debating online. That'd be great. All right, that's it for our news headlines this week. You know, we got a mixed bag as per usual, but we're taking the news as it comes, right? We're, we're rolling with the punches flying by the seat of our pants. But there's one thing I know, which is that I'm really, really excited about today's guest. I know and love her from the comedy scene in New York. And even though her Twitter handle is Sidden NYC and she might not be here anymore, in spirit, I feel like she is because I haven't left my apartment. So honestly, I wouldn't know if anyone's still around. I do absolutely adore this guest. And I used to love doing 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 shows with them back when that was a thing. You have seen her on Comedy Central doing stand-up. You've seen her on Instagram hosting a live cooking show called Sid Can Cook, which she can. And I know that you have listened to her on not one, but two different podcasts, Unofficial Expert, which she co-hosts with Marie Felston or the new podcast Hobby Hunter. Please welcome to the show, Sydney Washington. Hi, Sydney. How are you?
1: Wow. What an intro. I mean, Gabe, you're good at your job. (laughs)
0: Thank you. Great intro. I'm still aspiring to be a glamorous cat mom. I included that mostly out of (laughs) jealousy. You're really just... You want
1: to be a cat mom? I am. I'm just not a
0: glamorous one, you know?
1: I'm a cat dad. Cat mom is like way more invested. I'm the dad because I swoop in five years later and I'm like, hey, I'm here. I haven't really been here, but now I'm here. So now I'm going to show y'all on the gram and flex. And that's all. That's all I'm doing. Dip in with some
0: cat treats once a day and show them off online. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. parenting. I like that. Um, My cats, she's just started yelling at me about an hour before it's time for me to actually feed her. I cave about a half hour in. No, So she keeps nudging it up and I'm just like, Mm -mm. it sounds
1: like she's in pain, though. She's so dramatic. Because (laughs) cats are actually... Actors, I don't know if you know this, oh my God, they, right. they'll like howl and pretend that they're hurt so that they can like I have two cats and the boy cat always pretends he's hurt so that his sister will come up to him and then he pounces on her. <gasps> he's a he's a dirtbag.
0: The Dramatics. Oh, my God. The cat
1: that cried wolf.
0: Truly. That's well, why yeah. dogs are really the himbos of the animal kingdom. They just can't hide what they're feeling. I feel mm-hmm. like cats are. I mean, I'm a Scorpio. I know a manipulator in the animal kingdom when I oh, see it. Oh, that's what
1: the fuck they are. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's why I'm wildly attracted to them.
0: <laughs> OK, so besides dancing with your very handsome cat on Instagram, what are you up to these days? you got two podcasts here on Instagram. I mean, I think we're all trying to give off the impression of being productive, but I feel like you're walking the walk right now.
1: No, honey. No, (laughs) everything that you see, that is exactly what the fuck I'm doing. I'm very, very transparent. I mean, when you see 30 notches on my Insta stories, it's like, okay, well, this was the day. This was her day. (laughs) (laughs) And she she was busy. She she was doing her due diligence as a Instagrammer because that's what I am now. I'm a social media mogul. Yes. I used to do things in person. Can't. So now I'm just trying to turn into this person that I'm pretty bad at. Social media, it's all about a perception. It's to make people think that, oh, my God, I have it together. Everything's great. And it's like I'm constantly spiraling. If it's not on Instagram stories, it's definitely on Twitter. So
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm there with you.
1: People will see me post a picture and like I'm jealous of her. And then they'll go in my stories and they're like, oh. <laughs> she's she's having more of a bad time than I thought.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think your most relatable content was yesterday. I think you posted something about ordering in pasta and getting diarrhea. And I was just like, wow, I feel so seen right now during this pandemic. It was beautiful.
1: Yeah, it was Valentine's Day. I got yes, yeah. dominoes <laughs> with my girlfriend via FaceTime because we're long distance. Mm-hmm. And I obviously didn't order regular food in time. Like by the time I was like, oh, I should to get something to eat, everything was closed except the good almighty trashy Domino's. And I was like, I'm not getting a pizza because I'm better than that. I said, let me get the <laughs> pasta. Let me get the pasta because that really shows how risky I am. And so, got the chicken carbonara or whatever. And oh, I just bold. knew. I knew. I knew. I inhaled it because I didn't eat anything all day. And I knew it wasn't going to end well. I just knew. My stomach was not coated. I should have ate something <laughs> before the Domino's. So that it wasn't just like empty stomach on... Trash, You know?
0: Yeah, you got a pregame with Pepto-Bismol. That was my thing growing up because I was a child of the Cheesecake Factory, which knowing what I know about my body now was not a good call.
1: Mm -mm, (laughs) Not one bit.
0: Yeah, I always had my messenger bag and I had a pocket for that Pepto-Bismol. That was the antacid on deck.
1: You know, I'm getting older and I don't know if you know this, but famously, I'm 36 years old and I should be a lot better when it comes to the things that I put in my mouth, let alone my stomach. And Same. I'm getting I'm getting better. I'm getting better about putting things in my mouth, but still trash when it comes to my stomach. I love. I've lost track of everything
0: that's gone into my mouth at this point, truly.
1: I mean, who are you trying to be good for? Your future children? Why? Right? Why would you have kids anytime soon? Everything is bad. It is two degrees in Texas. They lost electricity. Things are bad.
0: That has been the wildest thing I've read about in the news this week. It's given me flashbacks to like Hurricane Maria in Puerto Mm -hmm. Rico. Where for years, everybody was like, "Okay, this aging infrastructure. And like, to be fair, a lot of people are like, that was very unexpected weather. Like nobody ever thought. But it's also like they were vastly underprepared. They privatized their like utilities. I listened to NPR after I got off Twitter this morning is basically what I'm saying. But
1: I'm sorry. After the last four years, you should expect nothing but the worst, okay? Absolutely. You should be like, there's hail happening in California. It's going to happen. I would just assume that a snowstorm is going to hit Santa Barbara. Like, I just, I wouldn't (laughs) think anything else. We've been through hell and back earlier you mentioned I'm
0: very much with you on this. I really do miss live shows, live comedy. I think you were one of the last people I saw maybe in like 2019, 2020. I think Larry was doing a show at Union Hall.
1: Oh, yeah. We did his show, Colonize Your Mind. That was a good show. Yeah. It put a lot of things into perspective. It was like for the last seven years, I just have been canceling on my friends and doing nothing but stand up. And now that's been pulled from underneath me. And I'm like, wow, what actually is mattering? You know, I put so much pressure on myself to try to be good at stand up. And now it's like, aha, do you have something else?
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Are you good at anything else except stand up? Because you know what the f- we're doing? Not stand up. My mom had the audacity to text me. and She's like,
0: have you tried making videos like this? And she sent me like a front facing video on like Twitter. And I was like, no shade to that format. I'm not good at that. I don't thrive in that environment. I've been talking to so many other live performers, like drag queens, musicians that are all kind of like feeling the same thing. It's like, this is what I love and also how I make money. Like
1: (laughs) Front facing videos is the new SNL. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) It
0: it, it, it literally was for a season.
1: (laughs) Now, now, like people in in the Midwest is like, well, how come you're not on TikTok? You're like, whoa, whoa, (laughs) whoa. This is beyond triggering. (laughs) All my cousins wanted me to be on SNL and now they just want you to do a a front-facing video.
0: I love when the family member's like, why don't you just call them up and see if they're hiring? It's
1: like, why would you ask that dumbass question? How is that (laughs) helping me?
0: Oh, this is cathartic to hear, though. Thank you. I've been yelling at my cat about this. It's the only outlet I have right now. So,
1: you know, I'm trying to remain positive in a deep, deep well of quicksand. But, you know, I'm working on myself. So that's cool I guess like (laughs) I'm like wow you need to have a better personality because you need it now
0: (laughs) you need it now
1: yeah you need it now more than ever
0: all right well Sydney I'm going to take us on a quick break while we're gone Sydney and I are going to work on our charisma and our front-facing video technique and when we're back I'm going to ask her about stuff that she would like to rewatch. we're going to do a little dive into that we're also going to talk about a song that I haven't been able to get out of my head all week so this is mostly going to be an expulsion of that Uh, we will be right back I'm not afraid of We are back on the Queerity Podcast with Sydney Washington. I am your host, Gabe Gonzalez. We did talk about queer films that were worth rewatching. I kind of want to ask you, Sydney: is there anything that you have revisited lately that you've been like, this was very underrated or I'm seeing this in a new light or like yes. more people need to see this? Talk to me. Yes.
1: Too Wong Fu, thanks for everything, <gasps> Julie Newmar. I mean, oh. it, is, it is the mecca of, mm. first of all, great movie. Mm. You don't have to say it's queer or just about drag queens. It's good from start to finish. You're interested in every character. There's a climax. It first starts in the big city. Then we're in the middle of nowhere. And then it takes us back home to L.A. It hits all the points. We got Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo all into Juan Fu. And it's just, it's so funny and inspiring. And it just takes you to another level of like when you are finished with it, you fucking feel good. I could watch it over and over and over and over and over again.
0: That's true. A good example. Mm-hmm. I love, like, that feel-good kind of, like, travel comedy. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's love. It, that was also one movie that was really funny. When I was in college, a lot of my gay friends were like, you haven't seen that? And I was like, no, I'm sorry. Like, I was growing up in a Catholic house in Central Florida. I didn't grab that at Blockbuster. Forgive me. Like yeah. <laughs> You talk about this a lot in your stand-up, too. You came out later in life. Do you feel like when you came out, people were like, you have to consume this media now? Like, this is a thing you have to watch that you've never watched?
1: No. I unfortunately hang out with a lot of heterosexuals and <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) It stunted my growth as a queer person. And I think I think most people, unless I say it, you know, people are like, didn't even know she was gay straight up. She reads as heterosexual all the time. So it sucks. I want to do better. You know, there's just some things that I don't watch. I was able to see last year Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And boy, I was like longest movie I've ever seen between two women who obviously had hot, passionate vibes toward each other. And I resonated with that because it was just like, it took forever for them to realize we like each other. And then it was (laughs) like, we can't be together. And that is not just a gay thing. That is a life thing. That's how most of my relationships were. Man or woman. Oh my God, we like each other. Oh my God, we can't be together. That's it. (laughs)
0: It's (laughs) always for life. (laughs) That's real. That's very true. Yeah, I remember my first crush was this girl named Ashley who lived across the street from my grandma. And we couldn't be together because they they didn't like each other after a while they had a neighborly spat it was very Romeo and Juliet early on mm-hmm. so yeah truly across all different gendered relationships mm-hmm. lesbian romances in film get like really short-changed on that front though because I know a couple of movies where I can tell you the minute and second breakdown of a hot gay sex scene in it <laughs> they're mostly foreign but I do feel like lately I think of that movie with like Kate Winslet and Saoirse Ronan it's all like we can't oh my god oh and sometimes it happens I Carol was great, but like, I don't know.
1: I think it's more about just like in Moonlight, it's the edging of it all. Like, are they going to have sex? And that's what people want to see. But I also think that's a very, unfortunately, heterosexual thing mm. to like over sexualize something when I think the hottest I've been with someone or something is before we even hooked up. Mm. It's the talking, it's the FaceTiming, it's the low-key sending nudes, it's all of the things before we actually hook up that's so freak and hot
0: yeah it's the emotional edging like you said the catharsis doesn't always literally have to be a steamy sex scene right i do like that
1: but we do but we do want to see some areolas so it's like come on now <laughs> let me see a tit please or at least at least a belly button or a toe <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to ask you about one more pop culture phenomenon moment that's been happening this week. Perhaps you are not a consumer of, of mainstream queer media. And for this, I think you are perhaps best equipped to help me address this. I am going to ask, though, do you watch Drag Race or Drag Race UK?
1: Unfortunately, I'm out of the loop. Everyone is like, they can't believe that I'm this dead inside. They're like, it's so good this season. What's wrong with you?
0: I mean, it is. But I also, I need an outsider's perspective. It's gotten to the point where I think I have Stockholm Syndrome. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm obsessed with RuPaul because I've been trapped and captured. But also like... The show delivers. There's a song that came out in the Drag Race UK version. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be like a parody of a Eurovision song. I like genuinely haven't been able to get it out of my head. I just need an outsider's perspective. So can we okay. play you a clip and just give me your honest thoughts? Yeah. All right, amazing. Bing bang bong sing sang song. Ding ding dong. UK <laughs> Highland chick, Lawrence Cheney's up in this gig From Helensburgh to Edinburgh Everywhere I go I'm snatching wigs I made my name in Glasgow City Can't sing or dance but I'm so witty Me and my dolls are on a mission Gonna take this crown for Roo, Roo Vision I'm the fashion queen, of horror. I'll stick a tent through the door When he's asking for more Tell him this pop oh, ain't a store You read books and I'm on the cover Superstar queen just like no other Turning out love fashionista lover Just like real you can call me mother It's something you say So Sydney, from a purely outside perspective, as someone who has never watched this show, what is going on here?
1: I might get canceled for this. I don't know. I have no idea. I can't. I just I I can't relate. <laughs> I'm I'm gone. I'm lost for words. <laughs> Maybe it's like late in the day and I'm tired, but I was like, okay, it's there's a there's a beat. I I hear words. Um, Just it was it was not hitting me. I'm sorry. OK, so here's the thing. I feel exactly the same
0: way, but I can't escape it. It's like taken over my life. I hear it in the shower. Everybody's tweeting about it. It includes the lyrics, bang, bang, bong. Like it's it's mm-hmm. like a, it's supposed to be a parody of like Eurovision songs. OK. This is also like the first song out of Drag Race to like break into like legitimate UK charts as well. Mm-hmm. So this is like a chart placing song on our hands right now it's freaking me out.
1: I mean it it, it works it works.
0: You're being so generous you're I... being so
1: kind. Be- I'm, I'm only being kind because I feel bad that I can't appropriately like critique this.
0: Sure. No, truly. Yeah. You wouldn't have the context, obviously. It mm-hmm. is I, it is unfair to ask for a deep reading, perhaps, of the text yeah, yes. without having engaged <laughs> in the, the full process. <laughs> Bing bang bong plaguing me all day. I don't know what's wrong. It's a trance. Brainworms. This is the song for brainworms. Maybe that's yes. it. Yeah. the anthem of brainworms.
1: Which is fine.
0: It's fine. I don't want to yuck anyone's yum, right? It's forced someone.
1: It ain't for me, but it's for somebody.
0: (laughs) It's for somebody. I love Mm -hmm. that. All right. We're being gracious. We're being kind. We're embracing new things.
1: I'm trying to be more like that in 2021.
0: Right. Being patient with myself and others has kind of been my my mantra this year. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if that means I'm singing Bing Bang Bong for a week, so be it. You know what I mean? That's my contribution to the community, to the queer legacy I leave behind. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, Sydney, before I let you go, I do want to play a little game that we over here like to call Let Me Get You Canceled. The way the game usually works is that we have a guest defend a really bad take, a bad opinion, or a bad like person. Just something uh-huh. that is patently bad, and we make them very sarcastically defend it. So we have Joel Kim Booster defend Ronald Reagan. Okay. Uh, we had Ira Madison III defend Omarosa's $50,000 speaking fee after she mm. left the White House. Okay. But today, I wanted to tailor this game a little more to you. So this goes back to Valentine's Day. You did announce on Insta that you were with somebody, which in true Sydney form, you followed up by saying that you spent Valentine's Day ordering pasta and getting diarrhea. Mm-hmm. In the spirit of new love, we're going to try to get you canceled by your new girlfriend, Janika Gibbs. Mm-hmm. She's been nominated in the best TV performance category of the Queerty Awards, which we've been teasing for several weeks. Yes, yes. So instead of defending a bad take, we're going to have you defend some somebody else in that category. Oh, wow.
1: Okay, why, why the f- would you do that? <laughs> I, I gotta see her eventually. Like, what the <laughs> hell? We're long distance, but I'm gonna see her. Like
0: <laughs> To be fair, the voting has already wrapped, so it will not impact the voting at all.
1: Okay. Or you could
0: just defend her <laughs> in the category and tear down everybody else. Right. That could also be a dangerous... In, yeah. Who
1: are these people in the category? Oh, I see. I see it. We have john early we have oh wow this is a stacked list right this is tough how dare y'all oh no i (laughs) I refuse i'm not even i'm not going there i mean i would love nico from p valley if my girlfriend did not get it nico i would definitely want nico (laughs) because he turned out p valley i mean i was watching many episodes just for him
0: Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. It is. It really, really is a stack category. You look at some of the shows we have on here. Equal, I know not a lot of folks saw that, but they really pulled some fascinating stories from history that nobody had watched and
1: I didn't watch that. I didn't watch Hollywood, but I watched uh, Veneno.
0: Oh, yeah. Veneno. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Veneno, yeah. I can't pronounce it right, but it was great. It was Im- yeah. I- impeccable. Um, So this was tough. Do we know who won?
0: It's going to be announced online. I think it's like February 24th, if I'm okay. not mistaken. But the voting closed on uh, Wednesday. So okay. this comes out on a Friday. So it closed about a couple of days ago.
1: Oh, wow. I I didn't even vote. Wow. What the f- I'm trash. So sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> I love you. Oh man. I also, I didn't even
0: know Jillian Anderson was in this for the crown. We went over these a, a few weeks ago. That was Me a wild... neither. I was
1: like, wait, why? I blacked
0: why? out on that show ever happening. That's
1: never watched it. I'm <sighs> I, again. I'm like, it's like, I have so much time to watch and I am not watching everything.
0: You are busy though. You're doing a couple of podcasts. So I've, Obviously, been a huge fan of Unofficial Expert and Listen for a long time. It's our Forever Dog cousin. Talk to me about this new one that you have. Hobby Hunter. Hobby Hunter. You've had some really interesting guests on there. I saw Monique Hart was a recent one too. Uh-huh. say Sloan. Yes. Oh, I love that.
1: Basically, it's just like, hey, I'm I'm checking in on people, seeing what they're up to in terms of their hobbies. Uh, we have more time on our hands than ever. And a lot of us are not writing our scripts. So what the <laughs> f are we doing? We're not well, some of, I'm <laughs> the deadlines. Apparently everybody was writing a f***ing show. But there's other things that have to like center us back to being, you know, human beings. Civilians, as they may call it.
0: So it's kind of hobbies are are expansive, right? The things that are like structured in your life that are keeping you glued together.
1: Yeah. And it's where I'm learning like, oh, you can have a hobby and also get paid for it. At first, I thought hobbies were just for rich people who had all of the money and they didn't need to make money from doing an activity. But you can very much have the hobby of something and then turn it into a business.
0: Oh, man. OK, again, don't tell my mom that. That's another okay. thing that she'll, <laughs> she'll be really angry about. We could have monetized those Pokemon cards if she hadn't thrown them out, you know?
1: I mean, I will say that podcasting was low-key a hobby. And <laughs> if you just keep doing it, you'll eventually make some money from it. That's true.
0: That's real. That is the ultimate example. All right. Well, I love that so much. Thank you for coming on today, too. And Sydney, before we wrap up today, I want to know where can our listeners find you online, your most recent projects, all things to do with Sydney, Washington.
1: Now, if you love this lukewarm episode of me, you will be obsessed <laughs> with all the stuff that I'm doing on Instagram and Twitter because that's just where I live. Instagram is just D B W and then on Twitter it's just Sid N Y C J U S T S Y D N Y C. Go on all of those places where you get podcasts. The Unofficial Expert and Hobby Hunter.
0: Beautiful. Amazing. Thank you so much again, Sydney. It's been so much fun having you on. Hopefully we can do it again sometime.
1: I mean, we got to have you on one at least one of these podcasts. If, you, if you're if you an expert in something that you don't need to be an expert in, <laughs> let me know.
0: <laughs> yes, amazing. I'm sure I will pull up some sort of bizarre expertise that'll be perfect for you all sometime. Gorgeous. Thank you again for coming on. And, and if you're listening, please make sure to support the QWERTY podcast as well. You can subscribe, rate, and review to our show right now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and you can get your Queerty fix everyday at Queerty.com. That's Q-U-E-E-R-T-Y dot com. You can find me online at Gay Bones G-A-Y-B-O-N-E-Z on Twitter and Instagram. And thank you to everyone for voting for the queerties If you're listening right now, you can't vote anymore. So don't let Sid's defense sway you, alright? But you can <laughs> tune in to our online celebration <laughs> on Wednesday, February 24th at 9pm Eastern Time, 6pm Pacific at Queerty.com. Queerty has been a joint production between Forever Dog and Q-Digital. QWERTY is hosted by me, Gabe Gonzalez, produced by Andrew McGuire, engineered and edited by Shireen Lani-Yunes, music by Gabe Lopez, executive produced by Joe Silio, Brett Boehm, Alex Ramsey, Scott Gatz, John Halback, Dan Tracer, and Melissa D. Mons. Forever <coughs> Dog